0: Hello everyone, this is Aurus Julia Sanchez with
1: Aliza Abramson
0: with Converse With Anyone, Anywhere and we're super stoked to be doing another podcast episode which today's episode is all about teaching you and helping you learn different tips, tricks and techniques on how you can calm yourself during any debate, any argument that you have anywhere with anyone. About two episodes ago, we actually had an episode called "What Happens During a Fight." Aliza, keep for those who who didn't listen, which by the way, if you didn't listen, you should really listen to that episode. But can you give like a preview of what happened during that episode?
1: Sure. Um, so in that podcast, we went over like how to analyze what was really going on in a fight, what, like the different communication styles that the other person you're fighting with is using to show either they're guilty or if their egos um, coming out to play, or if it's not actually the thing that you're talking about. If that's that's not actually what you're arguing about. Like, For example, like let's say yep. um, mm-hmm. someone's bringing up trees in your argument, but you're really arguing about where to go eat, Like, that has nothing to do with it, right? So how to analyze all of those like, misdirections that everyone pl- throws at you.
0: Yeah, that's correct. So guys, if you didn't listen, please, the episode's called What Happens During a Fight, go check that out. Now, today we're actually gonna be th- throwing out a lot of different techniques on, again, what you can do to calm yourself when you're having this debate or this argument. Because this could be very tricky because then it could really spiral to a whole other direction. Maybe physical, people start cursing, yelling, throwing things all over the floor and it gets really crazy. What do you think, Aliza?
1: A hundred percent. It's really important because in any fight, there's two people. And whatever you do can either help the situation or make it worse. So it's really important that you're able to um, to control yourself and make sure that you're helping the situation and not making it worse using your communication.
0: Yep, that, that's correct, that's correct guys So this is an, an extremely important episode for everyone listening Alright, so let's just, let's begin uh, Do you want to start off with one good technique first, Aliza? Or should I? Uh, let's have you start Okay, fine So let's do this So, so some, a lot of things that I, I, I've noticed that can truly help you to learn to relax, right? Is to actually be self-aware of your ego okay. So what I mean is this And you tell me what, what you think, Aliza, about everything I mentioned uh, Is this So many times we're not aware that we are arguing with someone because we know that they're correct but we don't want to admit that they're correct. Or maybe we we messed up with something but we don't want want to admit it. Something happens and our ego, our pride comes out to play and we don't realize this. Mm Right. So, so the first thing you have to be is self-aware. You have to know who you are. What are your faults? What things you are more prone to mess up with, or what things you're better at? Once you already have that in mind, and you're completely honest about yourself, which it could take some time, right? What I always say is that you have to learn. You have to learn to. Take out your ego, literally put it on the floor, and have other people step on it. Now, of course, I, I'm not saying don't have any self-respect for yourself. No, no, no. But if you have the ability to take out your pride away from you, right, during a situation like this, and people can punch it or people can step on your ego, and it doesn't bother you, guess what? You can become during almost any argument, any debate. So, that's basically like, not a theory, but basically taking your pride and just putting it on the floor and have people step on it, then putting it back onto you. And if you can keep practicing this, of course, this is metaphorically, if you can keep practicing this, being in debate, arguing with people is much easier.
1: Okay, but uh, Aurus, let me ask you something based off of that actually. Like, okay, that's like, it's a bit of an abstract idea, taking your ego out and having people be, beat it up. Like, True. like, what do you mean like practically? Like, what should they do?
0: Okay, so what I mean is this for example, something that you can do is a lot of self-deprecating humor. That actually, for example, put yourself in a situation where you'll mess up with something. Maybe play a certain sport that you're not good at in front of other one, in front of your friends and stuff like that. And maybe, you know, you're playing basketball or you're playing soccer and you mess up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. People will they, they'll make fun of you. People will be like, boo, and stuff, whatever. Or maybe at work, say some funny, goofy stuff that people, you know, they'll, they'll tend to go, go off on you, right? Now, I'm not saying do anything crazy or bad, but put yourself in situations where most likely you won't succeed. Because then when people start to attack you, maybe like in a funny way or verbally, but they're just kidding around. That little by little will help you to be in a situation where, guess what? When you're in a real debate or, or in a real argument, and people start poking and start stabbing, you know, metaphorically at your, at you, or at your attributes or your ego, it's not gonna affect you as much. And you can see what they're doing. And once you see what they're doing, it won't affect you, and you won't get as angry as quickly.
1: A hundred percent. Now, guys, that also, that doesn't mean that, like, you should be a doormat or let people take advantage of you or anything like that. Um, And if you see that you are someone that gets taken advantage of a lot, like, I wouldn't recommend this technique because... Chances are you're not fighting with your ego too much during a fight anyway. Um, I would say that you should be setting up for yourself a little bit more. This is for the people who, like, in an argument, your anger temper, like, your anger flashes really quickly, right? And you just get angry because, really, at the root of that anger, a lot of times, is like, how dare this person do this to me? Mm -hmm. We'll rationalize it in our head as, like, well, I can't believe they did this uh, immoral thing or this unethical thing. But really, what you're really saying deep down is, how could they do this to me? So what Albus is basically telling you is go out, put yourself in situations where you can kind of train yourself and teach yourself that you're not that big a deal. Like, you can be a great person and people shouldn't take advantage of you, but that doesn't mean you're a big deal. Does that make sense?
0: A hundred percent, it makes sense. And it's very interesting that you mentioned that this is it's true. Most people, I mean, most people are very like fast-tempered not everyone there are some people that it takes them a little while to get them angry but a lot of people are fast-tempered so if you are the person who gets angry super quickly this is probably one of the best things to do is to learn this technique now Lisa in your case someone who is let's say someone who doesn't get as mad that quickly what should they do when they find themselves in a debate or an argument right and, there's, and they're gonna get angry, right? How can you keep yourself calm during a situation like that if you're a person who doesn't get angry as fast, but you're starting to feel it already?
1: So, that actually, I could break that down into two, really two different types of temperaments there, right? All right, go ahead. You have someone who acts like they don't have a big ego and they pretend to be super meek in general and super like, oh, whatever, I don't really fight, but then inside, they're very bitter, mm. right? Like they'll be very nasty in their head. Like they'll like curse people in their head, or like they'll wish the worst on people like that. That type of person, believe it or not, just because you're not showing it, you're still that angry temper person, and you should be putting yourself in more of those situations where um, you you calm calm that ego a little bit. But for the person who who really just doesn't get angry very easily, and they find like that they're getting to that point of getting angry. That's a bit more complicated because chances are you're pretty good at controlling your temper there. And if you're getting angry, there's usually a very good reason for it. Mm -hmm. So for that, I wouldn't say try to hold back the anger because that's just going to get you sick. Um, I would say you have to find ways to express that anger in a way that's not going to make you look like a fool. Like, don't get angry. Like, you know, it's, it's interesting. I heard this statistic the other day that most women i'm not sure if it's true about men as well but for most women when they get in, in an argument they're not scared of getting hit or anything like that they're scared of being made fun of so when you're in an argument you're not someone who gets angry very easily your objective right there is to come across as someone who needs to be taken seriously at that moment not as someone who's like laughable you know mm-hmm. what do you think
0: that is actually, I don't, I remember you told me this statistic. I don't know if that's true for men, but that is super important because if someone has the ability to really control themselves, mm-hmm. right, in an argument, I mean, just like in general, and they don't really get angry as much and, they, and they're truly not bitter inside, which it could be a little hard to tell if they're truly bitter inside or not. So I, that, that's a little tricky to find out, right? Then there, there must be a huge reason why they're, they're getting mad. Mm -hmm. now before we hit this point again what you mentioned about the person who's very passive is is that what you mean like passive aggressive
1: yep yeah the person that's bitter inside and like cursing inside and like doing all these things that's passive aggression because they can't seem to express their anger really like they're too intimidated to really express that anger so they do it in other ways they're like microaggressions like these little snide things
0: which by the way uh, tell me if you agree with me on this alisa guys for all of you who are listening not only anecdotally for myself and Aliza, we, we've seen this a lot, but also there's been some studies. I don't remember which book specifically, but basically they found out that people, if you see people who are too nice, just too nice, which I, I, Aliza's laughing because I, I think we're thinking of the same person. Let's not say the name, right? <laughs> but uh, if someone's really too nice and you're like, "Did there's just something off of us?" person. They're just too nice. Guess what? Your gut feeling, your intuition is correct at that moment. Usually people who are too nice are very passive aggressive and stubborn, stubborn, like they'll be nice, they'll go out with you, but you give them the slight piece of advice, they'll give you 27 reasons why you're wrong in a nice way. But like Aliza said, they're very bitter inside.
1: You know, I don't want to get too off track, but there's one point I do want to make about this. Please do. Usually when people are very passive aggressive like that and they're super, super nice to you, chances are this person is not a very. Now, this is not saying that everyone who's super nice is is feeling like this. this is oh, not course. saying that at all. This no. is saying that a pretty good portion of those people. Like 99.9%. Well, I don't I don't have any message okay, okay. backing that, but okay, a pretty good portion of those people, when they're being overly nice to you and they just seem to agree with every single thing you say, those are people who are not confident. Those are people who do not feel like they can stand up to you properly. So when you get into like you offer them some type of advice, they won't get in a fight with you. They'll just very roundabout ways prove that you're wrong, and snide ways. But they'll give you compliments the whole way through it,
0: which are fake.
1: Yeah, they're 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 not being honest with you because they're not confident in who they are. So they give you all these this whole other array of things to choose from and confuse you and discombobulate you until you just get onto a different topic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: But that's kind of sidetracked. I kind of want to get back to how to make sure that you're being productive in this argument. Yes. So we spoke about getting your ego out of the picture. Now one of the ways is preemptively like you were saying where you can um like kind of push it down and like get train like train your mind to realize that you're not that big a deal um but another way guys like let's say you're you're getting into that argument it's like right there you're about to get into it one tool that i like to use a lot um is try to Think of a couple of reasons why the other person is right. Okay. Now, this was a really hard technique to use because it forces you to see their point. You don't have to agree with their points, but it forces you to see their point. Now, the reason I say to do it in three and not just one is because a lot of times we want to be right, right? Like everyone wants to win. And then when you get into this argument, you'll see, like, oh, that person says this. Oh, they probably just think this, and that's why they think that they're right. But you pick a really easy thing to prove wrong because we want to be right. So, like, let's say I'm in an argument with you about um, where we should go get food, right? Mm-hmm. And you say we should go get Chinese. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, he wants to go get Chinese because it fits in with his diet and blah, 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 <laughs> But that's a really easy argument for me to fix because I'm saying like, well, Chinese food isn't really that healthy, so his diet is stupid, right? Mm. That's a really easy way for me to overcome it and say like, I am thinking of you when really I'm not. I'm finding a way that serves me. That's a self-serving bias, guys. You need to think of three reasons because chances are, At least one of those reasons is going to be a strong reason. It's going to get you to starting to think a little bit more about like, okay, well, how do I combat that obstacle? And when you start to combat that obstacle from your perspective, you're going to start reaching more of a middle ground called A, compromise, guys. Oh,
0: yeah. Big C.
1: What do you think about that?
0: So it's interesting. I love that. I, I do agree with you, Alisa, that it is difficult. It is difficult to think at that moment when you're heated and there's adrenaline pumping and you're furious and there's steam coming out of your ears and your nose and your mouth. Okay, I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. No, but, no, no that uh,
1: happens to me. Really? Sometimes even my armpits, it's pretty bad.
0: Oh, that's oh, that's a smell. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that um, you're right. It could be a very difficult thing to do, but it does work. I've done mm-hmm. it, I've done it, but it's hard, but it does work. Another thing that I think could work a very cliche one, but I really do think it works. Is if it gets really bad, just leave. Now, it's good, but I think it's very unpractical. For many situations, it's not practical enough. A one an- another one was another tip I wanted to give was it was actually given by Thomas J- Jefferson.
1: Oh, okay. Yes,
0: he said that uh, I don't remember. I read in a book called uh, Guess pa- "Get Past No." Oh. Okay. And he said, Thomas Jefferson. I mean, he didn't write the book, but there's an ex an excerpt. Or basically, he mentions that in a situation as you're debating in your head, count it's a very neat, neat trick count from one through ten, but backwards slowly. And as you do that, take a couple of deep breaths in slowly, right? And believe it or not, this technique reduces at least 40 to 50 percent of your anger, mm-hmm. of the anger or the fury you're feeling inside now what i like to do as well a lot is when i'm feeling like i'm starting to get a little a little antsy or i'm starting to get angry right i basically say say this out loud i say well i i basically say the, the root of this entire argument blah 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 or whatever this person name is is most likely it's a misunderstanding i'm saying i'm thinking this way and you're thinking this way what's really happening now i say this i try to be as nice as i can but i do say this now I say this because now I'm throwing out in the atmosphere I'm throwing in, the, in in the environment that we that were in basically that listen this entire thing started of a mis of a misunderstanding when you put the word misunderstanding instead of a debate or an argument right it makes the person think like oh yeah maybe maybe most likely this was a misunderstanding or it is a misunderstanding and and saying that it's a misunderstanding is a much lower thing than and a it's fight, yeah. than, than a fight and they're like oh yeah So let's think back and 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 let's try to see where the misunderstanding was. And once you both maybe agree where the misunderstanding was, a lot of times it was so insignificant, so small. Probably a certain word you mentioned, a certain feeling you said, a certain type of body language. And then if you fix that, then the whole thing is fixed. And then you're like, all right, are we cool? Listen, I didn't really... And then it's much easier to say sorry Mm. to him or to her and vice versa. It's easier to say sorry and it's easier for them to say sorry because it's a misunderstanding. It's like, ah, it's nothing. It's like a little dirt on my shoulder but when you say it's a fight right you think of a mud you think of something much deeper much heavier to, to get out of what do you think
1: i think that you're 100 percent right and actually um i have two points building off of that oh yeah um so one of the big things that happens in your body during a fight is you get this massive rush of adrenaline, right? Like, you just feel like you want to, like, like, your muscles are contracting. You feel like you could, like, break a building or something. Like, wow. you just feel... Su- well, man, like, I feel, Like I, Hulk. Yeah, I feel like Hulk. I feel super strong. Well, I'm Spider-Man. Um,
0: okay, continue.
1: And it makes you want to react right then because it's your fight-or-flight instinct, right? You, you're ready to fight. It's literally for a fight. Um, but the thing is... Then you can't think clearly, right? So what I would like to do is kind of like what you were saying, walk away. Um, But you can't just walk away from a fight a lot of times unless it's like really bad. Um, So what I would say is like, listen, I want to respond to you, but I want to have my thoughts together. It's hard to say it, but guys, if you say this and say like, I'll get back to you and then you leave the fight, what happens is you're still going to get back to them. You're still going to make your point. So you can say in your head, yeah, I'm going to make my point. I'm going to say it. I'm going to research. I'm going to come up with these points and statistics that's going to prove them wrong. You could say all those things in your head that are going to make you feel really good and give you the willpower to leave. But what really happens is after you leave and you start to do that research you start to calm down, right? That adrenaline leaves your body a little bit. You kind of sit in it a little bit and you calm down and you can start to think, see things a little bit more rationally. And that way, when you go back to that person to respond to them, you're not coming at them saying like, like you're the worst person in the whole world <laughs> and and I, I wish bad things upon you. Like you're not doing that. You're coming in and saying like, listen, I thought about it. I researched it. You could still hold by your point. You still could, but at least this time, you'll come in prepared, right? Mm-hmm. You'll have done research, you'll have thought it through, and chances are you'll see some of their points. You probably won't see all of them because you do disagree with them, but you'll see some of their points and you'll be have a much more reasonable conversation mm-hmm. with them. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say based off of what you were saying is this word sorry, right? A lot of us get hung up on the word sorry. Like when we're in a fight, we're like the other person needs to say I'm sorry to me. They need to say I'm sorry, but guys, what does that word actually really do nothing does nothing it's all your ego when you need someone to say the words i am sorry to you you basically are saying i need them to concede defeat and acknowledge that i am victorious over you that's basically what you're saying to them you're being super dramatic people apologize in a million different types of ways for example one of the basic symbols is an olive branch right Someone gives you an olive branch. Does an olive branch say sorry etched into it? And that's that's your apology? No. No. It's it's an action. It's something. Like, for example, like um, I know someone that whenever she needed to apologize to someone, she would like just do something really nice to them, for them. She would make them really good food or she would clean up their room or something like that. She would just do something really nice. And when you go in there and you you um insert or are very aggressive about i need you to apologize to like has anyone ever told you how to apologize to them
0: how to apologize to people
1: yeah like has anyone ever come to you and say like listen you need to apologize to me using these words in this script has anyone ever done that to you
0: people have come up to me and told me hey you need to apologize to me because what you did was this did this, this and this
1: but do they say like the script and things like uh that? no what would you do if someone said that to you
0: i would say you're crazy let me leave uh, I'm going to call nine one one. exactly 90, okay. <laughs>
1: exactly guys don't get hung up on the word sorry don't mm-hmm. do that just look at the person and see what their actual actions because actions speak louder than words guys if they act apologetic to you if they act like they want to get into a better place with you accept it guys don't get hung up on the word
0: and it's interesting you mentioned this because you're right sorry the word sorry you know it's you, you know funny they always say like what well, at least I just mentioned actions are louder than words right
1: mm-hmm.
0: what do words really mean I mean, of course, all words ha- all words in different languages have meaning. I understand.
1: They're communicating l- a feeling.
0: They're communicating a feeling. But in-, in reality, words, they're just air. Yeah. That's it. There's just air. That's really it. So I'm saying, like, another thing, an- another diff- different tactic or another different route you can go if you're in, a- in an argument. If someone's arguing with you or in a debate, this is some people will be able to do this. Most people will not. But I'm telling you, if you do this... You will win at the end because I'm going to show you how. And you tell me if, if you agree, Elisa. Ready? Okay. You don't say anything. You keep your mouth shut the whole time. Oh, Let it's them so go. Hard. But watch this. Let them go off. Just keep looking at them. Keep looking at them. Okay. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And you're biting your tongue. You're holding yourself. Wait until they're done. And then you can go with, with, with your approach. And you're like, listen, I'll come back with you with some thoughts. First of all. And then you leave. But you told them that. You come back and you sh- present present to them in a very you know nice way educated way but you show them how wrong they were
1: prezi and everything or a powerpoint
0: a powerpoint you know you have then you buy them a you know you come in a lamborghini a portfolio portfolio, you you come with with the suits everything (laughs) but then you come you come at them once they're more calm because once that other person is calm guess what mentally they're more calm and maybe they'll realize maybe maybe And they're like, maybe I shouldn't have yelled. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should not have started that argument. Man, they never said anything. I feel bad. And now Mm -hmm. you come to them and you say, listen, I've gathered my thoughts. Are you cool? They'll also
1: be a little defensive.
0: They'll be a little defensive but inside inside of them they'll be like man I, I know I kind of messed up and you can come to them and, pr- and present to them all your ideas and say listen you spoke I just want to say I just want to say a couple things and that's it in a very nice way without arguing because mm-hmm. then if you begin to argue then guess what you just, you just started a, a round two mm-hmm. and maybe you'll lose or maybe you won't lose but then it, it gets ugly and then you approach them and you tell them how you feel then you tell them, listen, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, this was all a misunderstanding. We don't agree on certain points, but I do think it was a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. So you don't say anything. You tell them, I'll come back with, with my thoughts. They feel bad or they feel a little bit like, man, I shouldn't have, have, have gone down that road. You come to them with, with your points in a very educated way. Everyone's more calm. Everyone's thinking more logical, right? And you show them what, what you are trying to say or what really happened. And you tell them it was a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. I know it's a lot to put together, but you can put them all together I'm telling you, you'll be calm and you'll win a lot of these arguments. What what do you think?
1: Um, I actually, I really love what you said. The words round two, guys. Because there are like really a couple of outcomes that could happen during a fight, but I'm going to focus on two. You're either going to continue this relationship with this person, whether it's a boss, a friend, a a, a spouse, a partner, anything like that, or you're going to end it. Mm, Okay. If you're going to end it, There is no point getting into this argument except to feed your ego. No point. You can, but just acknowledge... Well, you don't even have to acknowledge it, but know that it is you wanting to get your ego out there and to satisfy yourself that you're having this argument if you have no intention to go any further with this person. If you have an intention to go further with this person, you got to keep that in mind during a fight. Because really, there are three different types of fights out there. If you categorize them all, there's a choice there's a blame and then there's a value fight, right? Blame is when, let's say you're like arguing about whose turn it is to do the dishes, right? That, oh no, that's, sorry, that's a choice. A blame is like, you didn't do the dishes, right? Um, that's saying like, you didn't do this, you did do that. That's all in the past tense, right? Present tense is choice, th- is um, values things, like I believe in this, you believe in that, right? Future tense is things that will happen in the future, right? Like. Which job will you take? Um, where will you go for that Chinese food? Things mm-hmm. like that. Those are all future tense Those all connote that you plan to do something in the future with this person. That you're not in this argument to end things. You're in this argument to make things better. Correct. To move forward. Right. Now, what am I talking about with this past present future? Future. Right. Well, actually, look at the vocabulary. Like, let's say I'm having an argument with you, and I say,
0: Okay, go. Outus. Yes.
1: Why did not you put your socks in the hamper? It Be- what you didn't right? No, I did not that's past tense right yes what do we get from that guys nothing nothing you just get okay we established a fact you did not put your socks in the hamper okay now let's say we talk about a choice let's say we take a present tense do you think it's a good idea for people to put their socks in the hamper or not
0: and then i could be like no i don't think so it's messy
1: right and then we could argue about it but it doesn't really do anything because that's just present tense right let's say i have an argument I think it would be a good idea for in the future you to put your socks in the hamper. What do you say?
0: I say, "Oh, okay." I could say, "Okay, fine," or I could say, "Why?" and then you'll explain it to me.
1: Exactly. But what happens there is you're coming up with a constructive plan for the future. If in general you try to keep your f- your fights in present te- in sorry, in future tense, you're going to have a much more constructive argument. It's not going to be about like just analyzing the past and breaking down things that aren't happening anymore it's going to be about creating a better future with this person which is really what the goal of any argument should be with you guys it should be about making things better because you shouldn't have an argument to make each other feel badly you shouldn't have an argument to analyze like stupid things in the past unless you haven't dealt with them Mm -hmm. um it should be about making a better future so try to keep your fights in the future tense and the next round of your arguments will hopefully be much more constructive and less insulting
0: wow I think that last tip for all of you who are listening is a huge gold nugget right to really examine the examine the tense in which the words you're mentioning during your arguments guys I think we give a lot of knowledge here mm-hmm. what do you think Aliza uh,
1: you know mas ou menos mas o
0: menos kind of, kind of how you say kind of in, in Hebrew uh com si, com sa. that's French
1: uh I said Hebrew <laughs> Sorry <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the languages blend in my head
0: Okay But the point is that We have a huge plethora Of wealth Of knowledge right now And how to calm yourself During any argument Any debate you will have in the future Let's, let's give a quick preview Before ending this Elisa a preview yeah I'm, I'm sorry not, not a preview I meant like a um, summary a summary that's the ah, word. thank you
1: okay um, so we went over a huge bunch of tips on different ways to calm yourself down during an argument how to try to see the other person's perspective how to make sure that the arguments are for a good purpose we went over a bunch of those but guys keep in mind that you might not use every single one of these tips mm-hmm. um and don't feel like you're failing if you're not using every single one of these tips if you even just start trying to instill one of these tips you're already going to be better than you were so just slow progress um yeah good luck guys
0: yeah yeah uh just a little what aliza mentioned even if you just mentioned one of these techniques the thomas jefferson one we mentioned counting from 10 to 1 backwards the the one where you're examining your words are you arguing in a present tense future tense or past tense mm-hmm. the fact that you're saying hey listen I feel like this was all a mis- misunderstanding and you try to figure it out any of these things we just mentioned guys mm-hmm. 90% of people out there are not self aware of their ego and are not self aware of what they're saying and doing and how they're doing certain things mm-hmm. but if you are you're ahead of the game you, yeah. you, not only will you win many arguments and debates right but you will have win-win situations and less enemies and you'll get what you want.
1: One last thing. I'm sorry, I keep pulling it back. Don't worry. Um, but guys, this you got to keep in mind also that just because you are becoming a more humane and compassionate arguer doesn't mean the person that you're arguing with is. Like It could be that you're using the future tense and you're doing everything perfectly but the other person just keeps pulling it back into those negative habits. That, either you want to let them know that they're doing that like let them know like listen Mm. i'm trying to be constructive could you partner with me in this like carefully yeah carefully carefully. we might have to do actually one more on that yeah what do you think but just be careful like don't feel like you're messing up and you're failing in this argument if the other person isn't doing with you now it doesn't mean that these techniques won't also work even if the other person isn't doing them it's kind of like you have to feel it out a little bit
0: yeah yeah that's correct yeah some people are just impossible to deal with and just have that in mind yeah but most people it is possible don't give up and just keep practicing
1: and don't waste your time with people that just want to argue with you guys don't don't waste your time
0: yeah all right guys thank you so much we really appreciate you guys listening to this podcast uh please share it with your friends and send us a comment and keep listening to our, our following podcast episodes any last words aliza
1: i hope that this makes your futures a little bit more calm guys
0: Yes, I agree. Guys, thank you so much. And of course, till next time.